0: Hello and welcome to another Bertie and Paul podcast. I am delighted, as always, to be with uh, Martin Henry. How are you doing, Hendo?
1: Yeah, good evening, Paul. I'm, I'm very well, thanks. How are you?
0: Yeah, great. Yeah, it's, as I said to you, it's the it's the children's half terms or quarter term it is. So we're down in Wexford. Well, they're down in Wexford for the week. So you can't. Oh, it's a brown place. It's a brown place. Lovely. Sun's shining today and a bit of wind But yeah, it's a nice place to be, you know So uh, I'm up and down from Dublin But apart from that, everything's good We Chinese tonight down in Gory. We Chinese and Gory tonight Nice oh, That was great I went a bit uh, Chicken, black bean pepper sauce and Then I got lemon sauce on the side Because I thought the kids would have some of the lemon sauce But then they didn't eat it so there was loads of rice and stuff. So I just get battered in, done myself justice.
1: Sauce on the side. Done myself
0: justice. Battered in the rice. Finished the whole dinner. And,
1: yeah.
0: Try to eat everybody else's. Happy out. Uh, so, yeah. So we good a good day. A good couple of days. And uh, yeah, happy. I'm kind of one of these kind of, as I said to you. I'm in one of these kind of weird nights tonight. Weird sort of moods. Uh, so we will see Dan Devaney Dan our Tuesday gang Dan's in Sweden he's in sexy Sweden so he might get to the game it's only it's not that far away he's trying to work out how to get down but he's going to try and get to the to the leg which would be really nice if he made the game wouldn't it It'd be really nice At least
1: the least we expect from him
0: <laughs> make an effort. Make an effort. make
1: an effort
0: to make an effort and we had uh, what do you think of Holy Goalie and uh, Mikey Dal? Mikey Dahl's made for radio, is not he?
1: Any? Yeah, the, the post-match reaction when I was uh, so it's 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 good post-match because you you get a bit of the the rawness uh, and the <laughs> the real feelings. There's no kind of reflection moment. It's just pure. Uh, this is how I'm feeling at that point in time.
0: Well, look, uh, I think I said to Mikey Dahl "Do you want that? I'm not, not not having that." Something like that, and I kind of listened back. To it, I said, "Was I that b- blunt?" But he was trying to, he was trying to like be nicer, and I was like, "No, I'm not having it. Not having it." They're like, yeah, as it, it is, that's how you feel. It's football is an emotional game, emotional sport. Yeah. That's why we love Celtic and we love everything that, that goes along with it. But then, I just don't think you get it right on Thursday. Don't think you get it right on Monday, Saturday or Sunday either. He's not been getting it. He's we've been getting through games, but that's fine. That's mm-hmm. football's not perfect in any shape or form, is it? Really, you just got to. Uh, you, you don't. You have to win the. Even all those years ago when, Wattie and Alberts, and all that, they were digging. All those, you remember those Rangers teams used to dig out Alberts, just to score and like it. It's it's one of the league's hard work. End the story. Mm-hmm. The weekend was hard it's work. Ha-
1: it's hard, it's hard work as well at this point because there's a lot more going on in your head than going out to just play a football match mm-hmm. because when you're going out in you know august September you know if 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 the result doesn't go your way you're still thinking oh well there's there's thirty plus games to go oh we'll make it up yeah. It's uh it's a different it's a different feeling a different emotion uh surrounding the games now than you know at that point and Everyone's acutely aware; it's it's the business end, and you know it all it all counts now.
0: Well, I mean, we this is this is this is what you want. Quite simply, the Celtic can tweet out saying that we weren't aware of what scoreline was, but this is what you want. Glackinakis says something. Uh, a week ago he said did you sign for Celtic for European games and he said well I signed for Celtic because it's Celtic and it comes from Samaras is the president of the club that he came from in Greece Samaras talks to him a lot about Celtic and what they've done for his career and it's really interesting because and and then we'll go into that, that conversation about Europe that's what it is. This is what it's all about, you know. Just yeah. Sunday night, no, not a meaningless fixture. You got, you got, and you've got to be either be your best football wise or get it done. I suppose that was my overall disappointment on Thursday night. Which you might have heard in my tone of my voice was, mm-hmm. we just didn't get it done. We just didn't win the game. Just go and do it. Whereas, yeah. What is that's what I think at this type time of the season, that's what you've got to do. You know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, I think the Thursday game, whilst it was obviously a disappointing result, you know, this this seems to be the kind of the the bogey stage for us is whatever game we have after a group, we just don't seem to to win it, whether it's been Champions League. Yeah. Europa League and now Europa Conference, um whatever's put in front of us, you know, we don't overcome. So I mean that that's a disappointment. Um the, the game itself, uh, not to go over covered ground again. Oh, I think sorry, if, if 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 we if we lose a match, um, you know, ha- has the application been right? Has the desire been right from the players? Um, you know, when you think of some of the matches last year, when you were looking at some of the players, you know, it was clear they just wanted to be somewhere else. Certainly not on the football pitch playing playing for us when we'd all give our right arm to play. So I can't I can't, I can't say that I, I was looking at the team thinking that that was off um, tactically. Um, you know, it's not it's not down to the players to come up with a match tactics. And the the patterns of play that we're going to deploy—that's that's the manager and the coaching staff that work on that. So, you know, if we keep doing the same things over and over and it's not working, um, and they keep doing the same thing over and over to us and it is working, then yeah, you know, know that that's down for someone to to step in and you know see the obvious and adapt and adjust. Um,
0: what one of the it, just it, just one of the. the We'll go back to tennis, sorry you keep going in a minute but was exactly what you were talking about, I learned of one of my, my good friends, Gareth Green, who's playing, he's a wheelchair athlete, he's trying to get to the Paralympics and he, so he gets lovely coach he's a great tennis player but he talks about rhythm rhythm of tennis, rhythm of sports. so you get into a rhythm playing a tennis game, so you mm-hmm. can feel the rhythm but Either you're in the rhythm and the rhythm suits you, so you're playing tennis and you know the rhythm yeah, suits you, or you've got to break the rhythm and change the rhythm up or down to make sure the game doesn't get away from you. You don't lose too many points. And actually, when you look at Thursday night, Celtic played in their rhythm. They played in the European teams' rhythm, and you when you that level sometimes you've got to change it, and it was too. You know what I mean? And that's where your mind yeah, needs we to don't come in.
1: Do... We don't do much to to mix up our play, so the best way to to disturb someone's rhythm is to do something different, because they're expecting the ball to go to you know Abada Jota and be Mm -hmm. out wide, so they they, they're they're set up for that and they're set up to break from those positions. Um, You know, do just do something different lob you know lob yeah. a few balls in the box and get Jackamachu and, and his flying elbows up there, um <laughs> you know play a bit more direct at times or play you know heaven heaven forbid play through the middle wow. <laughs> um, you know d- do something different whereas uh we didn't do that, and as I say they were comfortable and they were as you're saying they were in the rhythm, they knew what was coming, and they they would deal with it and then uh you know obviously punished us and. a a number of occasions throughout the 90 minutes
0: but they, they, I mean but then look but that's the thing about Celtic it's just quickly you move on to something else you know and, and whatever happens with Rangers and Dortmund or whatever that that it, it doesn't matter the next game's Sunday and yeah. I thought I thought the team was right for Sunday Glakamakis come on Riley was there but there wasn't a Riley Rogic, wasn't there not so he got the balance of the team a bit better. Did, did you, you, what did you feel when you first seen them? Was, was they looked like there's a lot of energy about them? I don't know. It's yeah, er,
1: yes, the Sunday game. So I mean, early on, it became very obvious that that Dundee were there. Uh, you know, to, to to spoil the game. You know, to disrupt any rhythm that we were trying to build. Um, you know, so. The, the midfields, you know, in terms of individual players, the player who was probably most off on Sunday was actually Callum McGregor. Yeah,
0: I was going to ask you that actually. I was, I was written it down to say
1: McGregor uh, was
0: seeming a bit he, off uh,
1: it. Uh, he just didn't seem to have his uh, satin nav wired correctly. His, his passing was regularly, uh, you know, not not finding its way through the gaps and, you know, straight into. Straight into a Dundee player's feet, so he he was a bit off it. I would say of the games I've watched, uh, the new guy O'Reilly, yeah. um, probably the kind of least impactful game he's had as well. But you know he he's straight in, and you know has been phenomenal since he came into the team. So again, you know you would expect a little bit of dip in in performance, um, and then. Hitati, you know, seemed to be at the the level he's been at. Um, so as as much as the the application was there, the desire, the the kind of execution in the middle of the park probably wasn't at its its free flowing best. Um, Dundee for I think the first twenty minutes or so, they they did not come into our half when we had the ball. Um, so. Which is just a remarkable tactic because I think one of the most frightening moments of being a Celtic supporter is when Starfield and Carter Vickers start passing the ball to each other. Um, you know, it's it's uh, it's it's always scary if there's a player running towards them when they do that. Um, neither of them, I would say, are that comfortable on the ball or, you know, have a, a, a bit of grace about them to be able to, you know, maybe turn and drop a shoulder and, and you know, just just sell someone a dummy as they run to work. <laughs> Neither of them have got that in their locker. So I don't know why Dundee decided for the first 20, 30 minutes just they weren't going awful. to be pressing at all. If we had the ball in our half, they just they didn't come into our half. Uh, they just stayed in their own half but and got, kept their
0: shape. You're looking at Mark McGee and he's not going to do anything it's not. What is it? What would you call them, A nineties, a nineties late manager Scottish playbook. I mean, you know what he's sitting there, telling them what to do. No risks, no nothing. Play for free kicks. That could bog, I mean, bog is in the, the box. The you make sure you're not Yeah, the the game did open up a bit, but you
1: know again if you think about teams when they when they go to to celtic park and to to ibrox you know you'll hear them on the radio the commentary or you know you need to keep it tight for the first 20 minutes don't concede don't let them get ahead of team up you know dundee stereo stereotypically came to do that and 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 did it quite well um and then had the, the audacity to to score as well um which was when Things could have really come off the come off the rails at that point because
0: was your was your, uh, was your Australian manager, Angie, Was he a bit more vocal he, beside you, or was he just standing was, there? He
1: was still the calmest man in the planet, yeah, and uh, in, 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 in the ground. Sorry, possibly the planet as well, but he was <laughs> he was certainly the calmest man in the ground because at one point, not long after they scored, uh, Juranovic was playing at left back and he pung a ball over to. Towards Ralston on the right, but mm-hmm. was about two yards behind Ralston, so he didn't really have a hope of getting it. And like, he's turned and you know arms up, shouting at Iurinovich, and and Anz just puts his hand up and just you know that motion just to kind of say calm down with the hands. He doesn't say anything. Yeah, he just put his hand up and was just like patted down a couple of times to say calm down. And that was kind of all the all the reassurance they they needed. He's just like a silent assassin at the side of the park.
0: Yeah. This guy was cause I, if I'm talking to Rachel here, the the weather was miserable, wasn't it? Was there a a swirling yes, wind?
1: no. Was, I mean, I think my dad on the way up, he said, like, "Oh, conditions. This will be a great leveler." You know, again, yes. just like <laughs> yes. do you know what I mean? It's like you know that way. Like, Dad, it's all right. It's it's not the seventies. The pitch can take a bit of rain now. Um, <laughs> so, but it would have been. I mean, the the wind was was you know. It was pretty strong. The rain was coming down, sleety at times. Yeah. Um, you know, so it wasn't. The, the conditions would have been a little bit of a leveler, but as I say, it didn't impact the pitch. So, how much of a leveler I don't know, but yeah, it was. It was pretty brutal at times.
0: So we've got the. I mean, look. The fact is, the mean Barry, in December, highlighted the Celtic losing the same goal. So I don't really need to talk about it. We just know that Celtic. So the corner kick comes in. Nobody's watching, <laughs> or their striker. He does a lot of run around the back of the post, <laughs> runs back the way, knocks the ball in, Joe Hart stands and does what Joe Hart does. I mean, realistically, do you, can we sit here and complain about it, or are we just, is is we're down to, what game are we down to? 11 games to win? We just 11 say, game. 11 oh, yeah. games, we score more goals in the opposition and get this done. Because, it, I mean, I read a good article in, uh, and the Athletic here in Devon looked at the, the situation. I mean, we're losing goals from set pieces. We're losing the same goal all the time. We're losing our men. The zonals, the heart not coming out. It, 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 there's three There's three things that are killing us. People trying to bust themselves to get to the ball. People switching on and being spatially, spatially aware or spatially aware, I think. And uh, in that zonal marking sort of system that we're playing, and yeah, so in this sort of scenario, when I'm watching it, like the problem is nowadays because you're watching it slightly behind, you know it's coming. Somebody'll say to you, goal Celtic. So you're like, or goal Ross County, goal Dundee, goal, goal Hibs So you know it's coming. So you're like, how do we get from here to there? Yeah. And like, for a corner kick, right, fine, that's 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 fine. But the second goal, we're up in their box, we're up beside you playing away. And you're like, how do we, How does he get? How does it get to two all or two one? And it's Starfield just clatters into somebody. And actually, starfield clatters in, and but they, then they take the ball slightly so they've got a better position to whip it in. They know exactly what they've got to do in that scenario because Celtic are the second last team in the league of losing goals and free kicks and corners. It's just, it's just a, what we are.
1: I think I read we've conceded the most headers out of any team.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, the second goals—it's just crazy. It's like three Dundee players, seven Celtic players, and <laughs> your Dundee player Danny gets between between our two centre defenders, which is just—it's just mental. But look, it is what it is, and and okay, if we if me and Betty were acknowledged that in December. Then the the guys have had a pre season or a had had that winter break to sort it out. So they've obviously don't have the ability or they don't have the players to sort it out. I mean, I could tell you yeah. to sort it out, but then that, I'm not getting paid 150 grand to be a coach at Celtic. So, so somebody <sighs> must know about it. So they've we'll, we'll, we'll decided.
1: Yeah, to just to, I think it's I think it's a source of frustration, especially for, uh, you know the Scottish game and uh, Scottish players because, you know, it's the least skillful thing to be able to do, jump up and, you know, eat the ball, <laughs> uh, you know, and we don't have someone that can do that. Um, you know, and it kind of opens up the can of worms, like how can we not produce a defender? When was the last time Celtic produced a central defender that can essentially go into the box and, and dominate the air? Um, you know, for simple things like balls coming through the middle, balls coming in wide, that they just jump up and head it clear. Um, you know, not not looking for you know the next Ronaldo up front. You know, just looking for someone who can you know do some basic defending. Um, but funny, because, yeah.
0: but funny you should mention Ronaldo because a big part of Ronaldo's game is he taught himself how to leap. He taught himself yeah. how to jump. Like he didn't. He doesn't jump. Is it nine foot in the air whatever he jumps to score goals he, yeah. he's taught himself he's made sure his fast twitch muscles are being trained like a basketball player to get up to those headers our, our guys seem to be unaware of what's going on but look it just as what it is now Like there's no point moaning about it we moan about it at the time but what we've got to now look at is Celtic's second string striker or third string striker second string striker how does he react to that situation does uh, Gio say to himself, "Well, or does he miss, or do we, or do we do it?" Rangers did put the ball across the goals loads of times and just put the heads down and can't score. But what we had was a striker, who's, I mean, Jesus, well, I'm listening to all these Celtic podcasts and you think they, they, they weren't slagging the guy off, they, they were looking for a striker replacement. But when it when it comes down to it, we had a player that turned the game, and 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 played like a striker. Actually, and yeah. in my head, and again, one of my crazy thoughts, I'm thinking it's like a, it's like a Tommy Coin, it's like a John Aldridge, it's like that '80s '90s type strike and play. Yeah, he just, I, he just. Well,
1: oh no,
0: but, but, but like the first goal, the first goal yeah. is like, the Starfield does a crazy thing, and you yeah. can see Gakhemark is watching it and going, "I'm having this." doesn't take a touch doesn't chest it just hooks it in walks away that is brilliant I love watching that type of football love it Yeah, love it
1: yeah no I mean that that type of finish um, and even the, t- to be honest the one I loved the most was the the last header because um, it didn't you know you didn't see that goal coming you saw the ball coming in you know he's he's managed to get his head in front of the defender uh, so you
0: know. So let's talk with so okay, we'll do we'll do his second one. No, we'll do this one, then we'll do his second one. So, the last one. What you watch as you're know, watching you know? them? Actually, I didn't watch this live. I, I gave the phone to my my son, because I was like, I knew Celtic were going to win the game. I I knew they were going to win. I, I've got faith in Glacky Marcus to score. I've got faith in Geo. I, I just have it. I knew they were going to win, so I wanted Joshua just to enjoy it for himself for the feeling of Celtic, because I could hear the commentary. And I was watching the. I could see it. I couldn't get on the big telly because it, it just wasn't working. So he was watching it. I knew Celtic were going to win. Maybe he didn't get that feel on the ground, but I knew they were going to win. Just that's just that. But basically, what you're getting is you're getting striker. You're getting Ralston and Jota, whoever's playing up that. They're they're bursting to get that ball in, and watch Glackett Marcus, what he does is he's watching this activity going down the right hand side, and then he puts a hand on the defender handle right. Now, in my brain, I'm thinking, well, you put your hand on the defender, you physically, you've got to show the defender you're there. The defence has already been kicked a few times, a couple of really good slide challenges against them, so they know there's a physical battle coming. Now, the defender's still watching the activity on the right-hand side, Is Celtic are blazing down that, that I mean, they've really, they've put the, the foot down. Now, instead of, I'm thinking, Glackimakis like is going to go in front of him, and push him and pull him and go in front of him to get to that ball. But actually, what he does is he allow he get pushes. He just grabs the defender. Defender knows he's there. Defender continues to go forward, and Glakimakis goes round the back of him and then hits the front post. So the defender not only is like, oh, he's there, he's there. If I was a defender, I was thinking he's coming in front of me. But Glakimakis comes and run round the back and then hits the front. So he's totally he's totally alienated the the defender and still he's there it's just it's a brilliant brilliant goal it's brilliant movement like yeah. it, in my head you just hit the front post hit the front post glacke doesn't do that he's physical with the defender pushes pushes him slightly with his elbow just to so know you know he's there spins around the back hits the front post goal I mean it's brilliant it's just a yeah. brilliant goal
1: it's a uh in the right area as well um you know consistently now what well, he's shown in that game he's he's getting himself in the in the right area and yeah th- three three goals you can't you can't argue and he's a totally he is a totally different player to to, to the other striker options we have he is you no know, a finisher he's not he's not gonna be running channels he's not um you know He's, he's not doing the additional work, he's there, he's, he's he's in that central position and, you know, get get the ball in and around the box and that's when he comes alive.
0: But, he, I mean, he's pushing people, he's getting in there, he's making people, the the, the guy's job tough for them. But the, fu- the funny thing is, eh, Abada scored a similar sort of goal a couple of weeks ago where, where the guys are smashing down the right-hand side, they get in and the next mm. time the ball comes into the back post area and a badder knocks it in, it's like browning goal but it just shows you that they must be working on that sort of but what what I love about it is that you've got somebody see, it, it, you can go through the, down the years but when somebody's matching the one win, wing play with decisiveness in the box you know how yeah. many times have you seen could it, be Megidi, it could be McGeady, it could be I don't know, Maloney, it could be Forrest but the boys do something really well so the second goal then Maeda does something, he goes past somebody which they didn't do on Thursday night and he springs that ball in the the, the goalkeeper's made a mistake but Lacomacic scores a goal, one touch goal so he's matching the activity on the wings and and giving it producing something from it and that's, that's essentially what you want a striker to do
1: yeah, and that's seems a do- bit more. Seems a bit more instinctive than Maeda, who had been playing through the middle.
0: Oh, Maeda, misses uh, a header. Remember the header he missed in the first half, where he kind of heads yeah, it floppily. Whereas, I don't know. I, don't, but I, I, I think Maeda's doing really well, but it's just that—that that sort of old, not old-fashioned striker, but the striker we were used to as boys. Uh, I think Marcus uh, is more in that mould, and there's a place yeah. for him at Celtic, you know.
1: Hopefully hopefully it's not just a, a wee hot streak and that's all he's got to offer, you know. Hopefully oh. between now and the end of the season that he can keep he can keep scoring and making sure that we're getting the wins. But, but the thing
0: is the thing is that, that he he's got he's a bit of a journeyman but he's twenty seven, remember, so this is his big opportunity. So he, he he seems to like it here. He seems to have got himself fitter than he was. And uh, he seems to understand that if the ball's going to come in, he's got to be alive. And Celtic will put that but Celtic seem to be going through games, different types of games where they just put in lots and lots of crosses. So if if you're alive to it, you know what I mean? It's like Andy Cole playing for Man United. Andy Cole signs for Man United from Newcastle. And Andy Cole knows instinctively he's going to score 20 goals a season because he just knows where the balls are going to be, you know. Glakamakis, as a Celtic fan, you know kind of where that ball's going to be, you know. And that's what's kind of disappointing my heart. He kind of knows where these free kicks are coming to, but they don't seem to deal with it. But anyway, that's life. So, there we go. And then then he then he, then he did something at the end of the game, Hendo, He Glakamakis spoke the truth. He said... Oh, I
1: need a tribute.
0: Oh. And Morris Ross... And all these people lost the plot, but essentially, yeah, I mean, that's the problem with Scottish footballers. He uh, just told the truth, you just said well, what he felt.
1: I guess he's been asked a question and he's given.
0: An Answered it.
1: He's not given an answer. They didn't say, "How do you think you played today?" Or turned around and said, "We're going to win the league." <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not what we asked. You know, they've, they've <laughs> always teed him up for it. So I don't know. I, I, I love it. I love it. For for him, he can't win if he said if he says, oh, I don't want, we don't know, not sure, you know, all 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 of us will be on his back saying, you know, what what do you mean? Of course, you have to believe you are going to win it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if he says it, it's like, oh, why are you saying that? It's the kiss of death now, um, and then it just outrages everyone else. But listen I to,
0: listen to if someone
1: asks the question, just to answer it, you know.
0: I listen to a Celtic podcast and they're like like people like us talking like. I mean, in one way you want to keep that chat in house, and in the other way, you know that they're going to put that on their on. <laughs> they're going to put that that phrase on top of that in their, in their trade dressing room. That'll it, that'll pull Rangers along. And you're like, guys, are you? Is anybody engaging their brain here? I'm like, first of all, <laughs> you know what I mean, maybe. I don't know, 50% of the Rangers players can't read, right? <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, but the fact of the matter is that, that he's saying stuff 100 percent stu- <laughs> 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 uh, But the, the, like, like, like I mean, he just said something, and it's like that like, that's all this is a difference. You like you should keep that in-house? No, Celt- Celtic should just go and say things, make it box office. I mean, they, they say some I, um, fighting talk, I love it, I love all that stuff, I think it's
1: great. You might, you might you might have a bit of egg on his face at the end of the season, but that's... Will really? I mean, will really? he? Never worries whether, whether oh. Jack Amakis has egg on his face, I so, think.
0: So let's talk about let's talk about the word called gallus. What does gallus mean to you? Did you ever, when you were a young boy, want to be yeah, a, gallus, probably, a gallus tennis player? You wanted to, play, you wanted to be gallus.
1: Yeah, I think that was probably Jack Marcus's interview was a good yeah, uh, a good expression of gallousness. Yeah,
0: Charlie McGrew, same like same stuff. Like one one of the worst things that this new world or this new Rangers entity hate the most is just the truth. They just hate yeah. it. They they, they they hate the truth, like Charlie McGrew's Tongue in cheek, saying but well, what penalty, Brian? What are we talking about? Are you just making that up. He's actually just telling the truth. Like, I, I mean, saying, to be
1: fair, that the one that he got questioned about the first one. Yeah. I I didn't think that was a penalty. Um, Rangers- the second second one, the short pool, I would <laughs> I would say that's a penalty. But the first one, I was like, that's not. I, I don't I don't know if Charlie McGrew has been serious or not because when I watched, I was like, that's not a penalty. That's a joke. Uh but the truth so.
0: the truth's great, like Glakamakis just comes out and just says stuff. And he's he just wants to be that's what you want your striker, you want your players to do that, and that's I am delighted. I love Celtic players doing that. Roderick the week before saying, Look, we've been here. This is we, this is what we do. We come to work. We win the league. Yeah. This is what we're that's doing right awesome. now, guys. End of and hopefully we do it if we yeah, don't absolutely. do it it's not from lack of confidence you know what
1: I mean yeah we, we have to do it and you know I, I'm not I'm not worried about a, a fallout from a player who's just scored a hat trick whose team is sitting three points <laughs> clear at the top of the league Aye. saying he thinks we can win the league it's like oh my god did oh. you know the Pope's a Catholic as well you know <laughs> Morris, Ross, is, Morris
0: Ross the county beef manager was not happy Morris I mean, Rossi. I, I don't
1: know. I don't. I don't think it's, uh, <laughs> it's. It's not hugely disrespectful to the opposition. I think. um it's uh, to everybody. I, I, it's just it's a, it's a different story. Uh, so we've you know, got different circuits. It's just, I don't think
0: that's just a big silliness. Thing. Just silliness. But so we've got a situation where, you're, you're, the man who spoke the truth, we're, we're clicking the games down. And then there's this conversation going on about should Celtic do A, B, and C and, on Thursday night. On Thursday night? Now I, I can see both sides, right? I get it, right. I'm gonna give the balance view and I'm like garbage. Okay, there's thirty million quid sitting there give waiting the Jack for. View. Yeah. Just
1: give the Jack view, don't give the balance view.
0: Yeah. But that's the thing. Well maybe that's what I did on Thursday night. I didn't give the balance view, I just gave the Paul Caden view. <laughs> Uh, yeah, view. But the point is, the point being, right? And so I'm going to give you a better view. I won't give you the view that I've been giving everybody else. I'll give you. A, I'll t- I'll tell you the view. Sport Lisbon against Man City. That's the view. So Sport and Lisbon spend years trying to get in the Champions League, doing all their stuff. Sport and Lisbon are in a better league, probably than Scotland. Maybe I don't know. They get to the the group stages, or they get through the groups or whatever in the Champions League, and they get to play. They get to play Man, Man City in a full house. What happens to sport and Lisbon? Absolute trolled. So the the point would be: What's the point of sport and Lisbon getting there, getting through all this mm-hmm. stuff, selling? Probably they sell tickets for fifty euros a pop or whatever, and they get there. Sport Lesburn are a far better team than Celtic on, on record. Maybe they're not, but you would think they are to get to that level and they get trolley'. I mean, Man City just play it playing they're just globe trotting it and they're just having it. They're not even not even they're just, just it's just Is
1: this in a knockout game at a, a yeah, group well, game? Well I think
0: it's a knockout, yeah, Champions League. Yeah, it's knockout yeah. now. So like I,
1: I don't I don't follow these uh these uh you know but that's, <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> I'm only interested in Celtic that's it
0: sorry,
1: <laughs> sorry
0: so the, 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 point, the point being is that Celtic are far away from Sport Lisbon because we'd love to be there but the, ultimately Angie needs to create a team and an atmosphere that they can go up against these Man Cities, and we've got to start to build something that's better and struck better, harder, more disciplined than to get us into these stages and to actually produce results. Now, Thursday night is a big. It's 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 the old day uh, your wife gets a, Your wife gets the the chart out and starts ticking boxes. Are you going to be able to? You know what I mean? Is Hendel passing the grade? I mean, yeah. quite simply for me, Thursday night is just, Angie's. Oh this is his litmus test now. He's got to go and do something. Because I don't think, I know everybody's told me that Norwegian team's a good team and I get it, but I don't think they are. And I think Celtic can beat them. Maybe we've gave ourselves too much because we've got yeah, I'm,
1: I'm probably in a, a slightly, well, not slightly different camp. I'm in a very different camp. So I'm not bothered about the Europa Conference at all. Um, whilst it's disappointing to lose a match, um, that that's never my interest. My I've been quite clear what my interest is: no, no, thirteen no. games, twelve games, eleven games. That's all I care about. I'm that I'm so focused on that, and that's all I want. Selfishly, that's all I want the players to focus on. I don't want them to be distracted by a game in Norway. I don't want them to even be distracted by the Scottish Cup. It's just, for me, okay, the okay. only thing that matters is regaining that league title and potentially the financial reward that comes from that. Um, that's all I feel we should be focusing on. But as I say, that's my own selfish opinion. The, the club and the players uh, still have a, a duty to go out and perform especially for the fans that have paid through the nose to yeah, travel there The team, yeah. team you know do they deserve to have the reserves put out because we're just going to chuck it and focus on keeping people fresh for the Sunday it's, it's very unlikely but am I that bothered if we win or lose this game I'm probably going to say no because I am just want us to win yeah. at Hibs on Sunday that's the only game I'm thinking about um, the, the game on Thursday to me now is just a massive inconvenience um, and I, get I, I can't see anything coming from it because ultimately if we lose it's another loss um, and you know we'll be picking the bones over, over what happened in the game mm-hmm. and if we win uh, you know, realistically, we will have had to dig very deep to to turn that scoreline around. Possibly have to go to the extra time. And all I'm thinking is that that takes away from what we can offer on the Sunday. And that's as I said. That's all I'm worried about.
0: See the um, thing. The thing is, and I get it. I do get it, right? But I don't. So, for instance, Celtic went to Seville that year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and McLeish won the league. And that still annoys me, still annoys me to this day. I hate it. I hate the fact yep. that they, oh, I just hate the I just hate it. Like they, uh, so, and the point about this is all those years ago, listening to uh, BBC Sports Scene or whatever, like, I don't know, what was his name? Chris McCulgan or whatever, going through the new conference. And you were listening to it and you're thinking, this is far away from Celtic as it possibly can be. At that stage I was thinking, okay, UEFA Cup, Champions League, that's all Celtic will be in. The conference leagues for Aberdeen and Hibs and, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Maybe like a Watford or something like that. Like I was I just was listening to it, like a through it, it sounded interesting, but I was like, we're we're miles away from it. You know? And again, maybe this is my ego talking. I don't want us to get knocked out. I want us to go and try and win the tournament and I thought we did not give ourselves justice on on the European stage and that, for me, wrangles with me because I think Angie got it wrong and I think he needs to rectify yeah.
1: it. If, if we were 12 points clear in a, you know, with eight games to go or something I'd probably have a, a different view um, but as I say, the, the league has to be the priority in terms of the competition itself I mean... C- correct me if I'm wrong, which I, c- I clearly could be, given that I don't really, f- I don't even know the Champions League <laughs> round of fixtures. So European football clearly not my strong point. But is the is the Europa Conference not essentially that in the Europa League, two teams go forward and then essentially two teams go back the way and into the Europa Conference? Um, is it not just mainly teams that were already in the Europa League?
0: Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, it's like. I, yeah, they come in and out. Yeah, so but the point would be that it's like still a lot of money on offer. Like we went through the money and I went through it again. And it's, it's comparable to the EFA yeah, Cup, or whatever. So then I just don't know. I just I've just always we've had this conversation hundred million times. I just as a wee boy, I just wanted Celtic to do do well in Europe, and I still really want them to do well in Europe. And I just I'd yeah. be I'd be gutted if we get knocked out. I just be gutted. I just, I just would annoy I me. Mean, but it's Hibs in the weekend, surely. But then again, look, everything is what it is. But then again, like, uh, Hendel uh, Rangers. I, I, would be putting money on Rangers getting put out.
1: Well, it's in I'm, both and games it's the same. i so
0: much I have <laughs> Yeah, no, I would. I would obviously <laughs>
1: love that. But you know, two, two goals. It's not. It's not the, the biggest deficit. Um, and if you score for that first goal in the first 10 minutes then you know it's potentially game on if you lose a goal in the first 10 minutes it's, it's, it's game over isn't it but mm-hmm. if, if you're the team that's uh, chasing it and you get that, that goal in the first 10 minutes and you're thinking right we've got 80 minutes to get at least one goal to get us the extra time you know it's going to feel eminently doable um, oh. but again I just feel like that that mental and physical fatigue that would come from from staging such a comeback. Um
0: but then then okay so let's look at it another way, let's look at this scenario. Rangers go out and play Dortmund and Dortmund beat them four nothing, right? Scud. There you go. Rangers are out. Maybe they're not out, maybe they go into the inner total, I'm not sure but Rangers go out, right? Yeah. So Celtic go me. to to uh, to Norway and we win 3 1 and go apparently penalty kicks or something like that, and we get through, and the team give every fibre of their body, and they get through in a sort of memorable game. Because I don't think we can get into anywhere and not lose a goal, because I mean, we just lose goals. But if we won, if we just, just, we, Jamesy, came on and started playing like he does in Europe, and you know what I mean, we just rolled the clock back. I can imagine the feeling getting into the weekend, and you know what I mean, like these, these players making, making legends of themselves? So, I don't know. I don't know. That that's romantic, Paul, coming through. Yeah,
1: just gonna say just for the benefit of the listeners, that's Paul on his third whiskey now.
0: <laughs> uh, Irish whiskey, down in there. Uh, oh, I, I,
1: I don't. I don't think beating uh, Bodo Glum and reversing that scoreline will make anyone a legend, and I don't oh, think I it's do, a booster that we would remember. For a long time, I don't know that we would barely remember the name of the team. Um, I think it's
0: okay. We'll, we'll yep. see.
1: We'll see. We'll watch closely. Say <laughs> that's just. Uh,
0: well, we're on. I think uh, just to, to roll, roll up. These Cobray guys want to come on on nine o'clock on Thursday night. So you're more than welcome. The Christy Dixon, Chris Nelson want to come on the Thursday night. So you're more than welcome to turn up at nine o'clock. Because the game's on at five, I think, so you'll know, plenty of time. It,
1: it yeah, won't be, it yeah. won't be
0: off the cough, uh, cough stuff. So, yeah, yeah. So we'll see. So definitely in opinion, but we'll see what happens on Thursday night. Then I'm well excited. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. That's, yeah. We'll we'll see what see what he does. I think he'll I think he'll go with a team to win the game. Uh, I don't think he'll rest anyone. I think he'll.
0: Oh, he can't He's not, he can't do that he just can't he just can't do it just, there's there's Dan Devaney there he's in somewhere in Sweden right he's just saying I'll send you the text he said and there's a sort of thing I don't know if it's like a corridor in their office or a corridor or in the reception area and there's an Irish flag and there's a Scottish flag and there's different flags around Europe and right in the middle it's a Celtic a Celtic scarf like Celtic are supported all over the world. We've got a big, big brand. There'll be people in Sweden going to the game. There'll be people getting off their jobs to go and watch it. I mean, or Norway, whatever. They're just going to be around. So we've got to do it. Yeah. We've got to do it justice. So, Endo, we'll maybe, also, we'll maybe see you on Thursday night then.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm just a wee drab, no, no. Or
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll maybe try and get this footage back to you and, uh, Keep
1: Tuesday.
0: the players taking over. <laughs> yeah, ticking over. Get through the
1: kind
0: of can, over. can this team get through I don't think an Angie team can get through this sort of can they? I don't think yeah, that's possible. Off. So yeah, well thanks everybody again for listening. Thanks Handle, for making the effort. I mean, it was good. I hope Dan's okay in Sweden. Maybe he'll make the game. And yeah, uh, yeah Mikey Dall and
1: good for Dan.
0: Mikey Dale and Holy they're just like are Mikey Dolez just—he's got He's got it. He's, he's got the phrases. He's, he's wasted in whatever job he's in. He's a—he's a—he's a media darling. Wasted, <laughs> yeah. Mikey. What did he say? He said. He said a couple of things. He said. I was like, oh, I wish I could say things that, off the cuff. But he just, he's just—he's got. He just parcels it up and sends it out to the to the world. You know. That's
1: it.
0: I think it three years, three of these on. I'll just sit back and smoke cigars and have the whiskey and use three can.
1: Yeah, the whiskey out. <laughs> Talk about James Forest coming on and turning the game.
0: Well, I actually just to my last. Okay, so now we I actually thought we James I'm sure he came on the weekend, didn't he? And I thought he looked a bit sharper, as if he was like, as if he'd been listening to some of the comments and gone and Danny even talking about. It. And he he put a right deep cross in right at the end. I'm sure. Maybe I dreamt it. I can't Maybe. remember. Maybe uh, I dreamt it.
1: Tell, uh, what's his name? Mc- McCarthy wasn't in the match day squad yeah. at the weekend. He seems to have uh, disappeared now.
0: Well, Mikey Dahl was talking about Beaton, I mean? My dad phoned me up and said, Oh, Mikey Dahl was talking about Beaton, Paul. I knew Mikey Dahl would know about Beaton. I was like, Yeah, yeah, Dad. Maybe Mikey well, Dahl. Beaton g- came up last
1: whatever yeah, it was, 10, 10 15 minutes.
0: Yeah, maybe that'll be beat on eh? Anyway, thanks a lot, thank you so much Enjoy your, hopefully we'll have a good Couple of days and hopefully, fingers crossed We'll a good podcast on Thursday night We may beat, I uh, can't even remember Their name now, know what I mean, Hendo's right Can't even remember their name It's going to
1: be the biggest result, biggest
0: result ever Stuff a legend, you can't remember who we're playing <laughs> Fantastic, thank you very much Everybody, take care, Bye-bye.
1: Right. Bye-bye. bye bye Bye